Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the February 7th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we are back on our regularly scheduled podcast. We hope you enjoyed the last podcast, which was all about the Victor Reader Stream 3 that will be released sometime in the not-too-distant future. We've gotten an amazing response to it. We're really glad that many of you have taken time to listen to it. We had a lot of fun, and we hope you guys have had fun listening to it. Those of you who have wondered what's keeping him so busy lately, well, now you know. <laughs> because if you miss that podcast, we will be doing documentation for the Victor Reader Stream 3. That's one of the things on my plate currently is making sure to get that started and worked on regularly and diligently with the information that we currently have. So we're working on that for you, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, with these new products that are coming out, there's always things changing and happening. And obviously we're not ready for release yet of the product or the documentation, but when we are, we'll absolutely let you guys know. I want to address something that someone asked me last week. It was a good question. Someone called and said, once this is out, can I get it from you on an SD card, flash drive, NLS cartridge, etc.? The answer is yes. So what you'll need to do is just drop us a note or give us a call and say, hey, I'd like to purchase this from you on an SD card or whatever your format of choice is, and we can send it to you. So it's $15 if you want a data disk, SD card, or flash drive, and $20 if you want an NLS cartridge and the audio is free but us shipping you the hardware is not it'll just be a small fee and we'll be able to get you that to your house in the podcast called historical water data we talked about the waterminder app and how wonderful and accessible it was and one thing that we had mentioned in this podcast is the fact that the tabs at the bottom do not read well the good news is they do they do. They do now. I told Chris about it sometime last week. I said, hey, guess what? And now they read. So again, this is only an iOS app, but you can go and check that out if you are an iPhone user. It is very cool. I absolutely love it. And I think you will probably like it as well. It's just a really neat way to track your water intake. And water intake is so important. So you can also track things like your coffee, your smoothies, and tea, other drinks. So Definitely something cool to potentially check out. And as we said, now it's more accessible than ever. So these things are very dynamic. And I know we've mentioned that a lot, but it really is true. You just don't know what an update's going to do. It could break something or it could make it absolutely wonderful. So you always have to watch your apps. Speaking of apps, for those that use Twitter, in recent days, they shut off third-party access to some very popular Twitter clients because they use the API, which is application programming interface. And that's how a lot of third-party programs may interact with a service such as Twitter. So what they decided to do was to kill a lot of those apps like Spring for Twitter, which I started to use on the iPhone, which is a very accessible app. Also Twitterific, tweetings, you know, apps that have been around forever no longer connect. Things like Tweezcake and TW Blue, however, still connect. I had a Twitterific subscription. That's gone. I had a Spring product. That's gone. I even had tweetings for both iOS and Android, and that's gone. On February 2nd, Twitter announced that it was going to 
remove free access to the API. So what that means is that any developer that wants access to the API would have to pay for it. So a lot of your third-party clients are now gone. That's just how it works, you know. And we like third-party clients. There wouldn't be third-party clients if so many of us didn't prefer one over the original UI. So So you might not like the Twitter app, or you might not like the Twitter site. You might want something cleaner or easier or less cluttered or whatever it is. And that's where these applications like Twitterific and Tweetings and Spring have been serving such a valuable purpose. This doesn't just affect us because you see how many thousands of people use these third-party clients. At first, they shut it off. They didn't tell anybody for a few days why these clients didn't work. And then come to find out that they weren't allegedly adhering to the rules of using the Twitter API. So whatever that means, I don't know. I'm not a developer. I never studied any of that stuff. So I don't know what would have been done with these third-party apps. Who knows? But just suffice it to say that they're cut off. As of February 9th, 2023, you won't be able to connect to Twitter with your third-party apps that you've loved over the years. Currently, right now, the apps such as TW Blue and Tweet Cake, possibly Chicken Nugget, still work. After the 9th, they will no longer work. So what TW Blue has done is they have changed TW Blue to a Mastodon client. Right now, if you have a TW Blue connection with Twitter on the 9th of February 2023, that will go away. It will stop working. They just released a new version that will remove your Twitter access because, frankly, it just won't work. So what are your options now? You can use Twitter.com, and you can use the Twitter app for iOS or Android. Anything else? (laughs) I don't know, because I don't know what major people are going to be paying for third-party access to the API. I know that Twitterific has already shut down. Spring, you just can't connect, and the developers would have to pay to get their client to work on the API. That's my understanding. These developers probably are not making lots of money on these apps, especially something like Spring that, you know, it's a one-time purchase. Twitterific, at least, was an annual or a monthly subscription, so they were still making a little bit of money off of that, but it's my understanding that the developers of the apps would have to pay for this third-party service. So it's not like Kim can pay for a third-party access to the Twitter API as an end user and use whatever client she wants to. Other clients, they're probably not going to keep up with updates and things of that nature. So even an end user that would want to pay X amount of dollars per month to have access to the API to use their favorite client that that wouldn't be an option either so so these are just things to note as you are continuing to experience your twitter journey or not if you are done and saying well even though this was a very popular social media particularly in the blindness community and it was certainly more popular than facebook for instance at least as far as i know it always seemed like more people were utilizing twitter than something like facebook then you can leave So you can go into your Twitter account, and you're looking for something, I believe it's privacy and security. Yeah, under more options. Uh Right. Go under more options, and then you'll be able to deactivate your account. Now, what happens when you do that is that 
you'll wait 30 days and then your account will go away. What I was trying to do was I was done with the whole thing and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I've had Twitter since 2008, late 2008. I was one of the early Twitter adopters way back in the day, but I don't use it very much. And I used it pretty actively in the early days and just have not used it tons in the last several years. What I chose to do was to go ahead and deactivate my account. What I wanted to do first, however, was to, you can download a database, all your previous tweets, your DMs, replies, etc. Well, I tried to do that and it said something like, what, 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, you'll mm-hmm. receive your database and you'll be able to log in and get your database and download it. And it's a zip file. And I never got mine. And I kept waiting and waiting, and I said, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not liking this. And so I just ended up going in and deactivating my account. (laughs) Goodbye to all my previous tweets. So if you were one of the people who knew me personally on Twitter, and you're probably not because really not many people who listen to this podcast did, but if you were, you can find me later on another platform. We'll talk about that as we go here. But I did end up deactivating. So it takes 30 days for your account to be seemingly permanently deleted. That's what they say anyway. But if you tried to find me on Twitter right now, you could not. So that's a relief. That's ultimately what I wanted. And we won't go into anything political about this. We won't go into Elon here and some of the decisions he's been making. But safe to say, a lot of people are leaving. I was one of the people who chose to leave Twitter. And this app thing made any of our attitudes any better, at least those of us who were using third-party anything to utilize Twitter. Because the other piece about a third-party app is that, of course, it may be a more accessible option. So now those are out the window. I also chose to leave Twitter, and Mystic Access as a company chose to leave Twitter. Yes, we had so... the conversation, and we said, we're done. So we did choose to leave Twitter, and as he said, it's pretty easy to go in there and deactivate your account. But what did Mystic choose to do after leaving Twitter? We ended up flocking over to Mastodon, which is kind of a unique Twitter clone, if you will. Except it's kind of not a Twitter clone. Like, it's got some clone-ish things, but not as much as I expected. (laughs) So the thing about Mastodon is you have different instances that you can follow. So if there's an accessibility instance that you want to be a part of, you can be a part of that. If there's one that talks about the latest authors, you can join that. So they're basically instances, and you can kind of communicate with each other on these instances. If you seem to do a search or follow, we are very, very new at this Mastodon thing, but you can follow, people can follow you. So you don't have to be in the same universe. It's kind of, if you think of it like email. So people that are in Gmail are at gmail.com. People that are in Comcast are Comcast.net. People that are in SBC Global. (laughs) Right. There's another kind of grouping, but those people, Gmail can email SBC Global, SBC Global can email AT&T, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to be a part of the AT&T network or the SBC Global network to email somebody. So it's kind of like that. And just to add to your analogy a little bit, you can't have multiple email addresses. So you can't have multiple instances. You can't be on this instance and then that instance. You can follow people on another instance, but you can only be on one. So you pick one. You can move if you wish to, but essentially you pick one and that's where you are. 
technically you could sign up for multiple instances, but then you have multiple accounts to play with and keep a hold of. And yeah, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do a personal Mastodon account or not, because we kind of jumped in with both feet. We created our own instance, which was kind of a difficult thing to do when you're still learning what the heck this is and how it works. But you know us, we just decided to dive in and see what it was all about. So we're learning everything, including how to create our own little community over there at Mastodon. Our instance is mysticaxis.online, so it's a domain. So you have to own your own domain, or the instance has to own their own domain. We had that domain for how many years? A long time. And have never used it. And when Mastodon came up, we're like, huh, let's just pick out of the domain bucket and use this one. And we didn't have to do that. We could have made a Mystic Access on somebody else's instance. And then we could have both posted to it. Or we could have done a Mystic Access and our own personal accounts at different instances. We could have done this however we wanted. We just chose to go ahead and try this. It's an experiment. You know, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but we're trying it and we're seeing what happens and seeing if people are responsive to it. Because it's really no fun being over there by ourselves, frankly. You know, it'd be nice to have some interaction from other people. So if you're new to Mastodon, completely new, and you want to hang out with us, you can join us. You can go to mysticaccess.online, and you can sign up for your own Mastodon account right, right there. Exactly. If you're already on another Mastodon instance, though, you can follow us. And it's pretty simple. It's at Chris at mysticaccess.online, or it's at Kim at mysticaccess.online. So we have our own separate accounts now. It's not a just a, a Mystic Access account that we share. However, if we wanted to, we could create a Mystic Access account that might be where podcasts get launched or news articles get launched. So mm-hmm. it might be a bot if we choose to go that way. So that if you follow that, it might be just Mystic Access News, where the other ones you could interact with us. Again, the Mystic Access account is not a thing. It's something we potentially could do. And may do. do. Yeah, may do. We don't know for sure yet. Like I said, this is all an experiment right now. We're playing with it. We're learning as we go, kind of getting used to it. I like the interface. I think the interface is cool. I think it's very accessible. There are multiple apps. You're playing with Mona right now for Mastodon. Right, which is in beta. There are a couple of other apps. I don't remember offhand. I don't either. I need to try one, though. are good. See. Yeah. They're all fairly highly rated, or many of them are fairly highly rated on the App Store. However... That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work well with voiceover. We don't know that yet, obviously, but this is something that we're trying out. And Chris alluded to this earlier, but different instances deal with different things. But you can also have more general. So what we plan to do with our instance is talk some assistive tech, but you're probably going to see different things from each of us. I mean, Chris and I will probably both post some space news, (laughs) some science news. I might do some psychology type things because many of you know I was a psychology major or some music things because I was also a music major and I love music and you know, just some weird kind of obscure things like that. And we're just going to keep it laid back. I think one of the reasons that appealed to us to consider our own Mastodon instance was because we can kind of make it like a little social media open house online. So the same rules would apply that apply in our open house. No religion, no politics, and if you start flaming anybody, we will throw you off our instance in two seconds flat. Other than that, you can pretty much do what you want. (laughs) Be kind to one another and have a nice, relaxed atmosphere, and we'll all be good. You know, it'd be a great way to hang out. So if any of you are considering moving to Mastodon, if you've left Twitter or even if you haven't and you want to try something new, we'd love to have you over on our instance. Now, 
This brings up the question, will you guys be doing documentation for it? The answer is we don't know. If we do, if we decide to, it will probably be a very basic overview. I don't see it being a four or five hour documentation. We also don't know when, much less if, this is going to happen. Just keep that in mind. We don't really know yet how this is going to work. But there is good documentation out there. It requires a little searching, but there is documentation out there. There are also, what would you call it? Not people you can follow, but like there are tips feeds. I guess it's a feed that you can follow. And you can get some tips on how to post and how to do certain things on Mastodon as well. So that's pretty cool. Some of the terminology has changed. Absolutely. Like boosting is like a retweet on Twitter's terminology. And I thought are... boosting was a like. No, boosting is a retweet, I believe. What's a like? I think a like is a favorite. Oh, I thought a favorite saved it to read... Later. Later. Oh, no, that's a bookmark. Okay, see, we're trying to figure all this out. He's right. <laughs> so a boost is a retweet, a favorite is a like, and a bookmark allows you to bookmark to read later. And you still have replies. So replies haven't changed. You have direct messages as well. Mm -hmm. So if you download TW Blue, for example, the, all of their terminology, again, they changed it from Twitter likes to retweets to now they're focusing on the Mastodon terminology. However, I think depending on what account you have selected in the latest version of TW Blue, that will depend on what those buttons and what that terminology becomes. Ah. So if you're switching from Twitter to Mastodon, for example, then your retweet button becomes a boost button and, and all that. So the, the dynamically changes. The other client that a lot of people really like is the Tweet cake and we'll put that in the show notes because i frankly don't remember how to spell it but that's another client that people are using too and that has twitter and for at least another few days and uh, mastodon i think that one also has a couple of other social networks it does something really cool that i like too with Tweescake. It allows you to make a file browser instance. So for those that use the invisible interface on some of these Windows-based clients, I could browse my hard drive just by hitting a few hotkeys and never even open File Explorer. It's actually very cool. And they've done that with the, the Tweescake. So there's a bunch of different sessions, if you will, that you can work with with that specific client. Doesn't TW Blue still do that as well? It does the invisible interface, but it doesn't have multiple networks or multiple sessions it only Got allows you. you right now currently to do mastodon as of the 9th of february mm -hmm. 2023 so it's worth looking into some of this depending on where you like to post and where you like to hang out in terms of your social media it's worth checking around and kind of seeing what you want to do before he and i chose to leave twitter in terms of our personal accounts we both noticed that there were a lot less people posting on our timelines we were seeing much much less mm -hmm. than what we had seen previously which is no surprise based on what's been going on and people leaving i would use my personal account frankly to follow news periodicals like yep. usa today and stuff like that so that's how i would keep up on the news and then would use mystic access to keep up on you know assistive technologies and things of that nature so yeah exactly you know we all find our different ways to follow our favorite sources 
whatever those are. So it might require you finding a new way, or you might just have to cope with an app that you don't really like if you want to continue to use Twitter. It just kind of depends on how you want to do it. So it'll be an interesting thing to follow. Let's talk another minute about how this is going to affect Mystic Access. We did have, and still do currently, have documentation on TW Blue. It was Lisa's first audio documentation that she did with us. Yes, it was. And in some ways it's relevant still, but in some ways it's not. So, of course, anything dealing with that TW Blue tutorial is going to be Twitter and that's it. So what we are going to do is put that up on our free downloads, mysticaccessdownloads.com. In a couple days, you should see that tutorial because it still can help people. Yeah, it can still orient you to the TW Blue client, which is great. That's what you want. You're just going to use it with other networks. Right. So adding a network is the same. You know, again, like we just said, the terminology has changed. Will we update a tutorial on TW Blue? Probably not. Probably not. There are other things that we, frankly, have to get done in the next few months. And there are a couple other things that I would like to do, which I want to address in a minute. But, you know, in terms of this, unless there's a huge outcry and you all are saying, please, please, show us Mastodon. For one thing, we don't know when we could do it, if we even do it. But, you know, it's something that we're willing to consider. But, as I said, it would be a very basic overview indeed. We would also have to be careful on our Mastodon instance because Most we, are, definitely. we are both administrators. Yes, So there are things that we might have to change one account into just a standard account so that, you know, you could see how that worked if we were to do that. Exactly. It would require some maintenance on our part. And, you know, frankly, this is months down the road if we choose to do it at all. You know, you're welcome to give us your feedback, but we're not making any promises or guarantees at this point. If you have been familiar with Twitter for all this time, you can learn it. There is a pretty significant learning curve. So that's about as honest as we can be about that at this point in time. We're still learning stuff, a lot of stuff. We are still learning it. We're still figuring out. We're still configuring our instance. So when you go there, if you do sign up for an account, it's pretty bare bones. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very vanilla at this stage in the game. There's not a lot of information. And frankly, I think I just need to redo my entire profile. I haven't even posted yet. Have you posted? I've boosted a few things, but other than that, no, I have yeah, not. You haven't actually... made your own post? No, yeah. and I think you really need to make your own post, and you would use a hashtag of introduction or introductions. And I heard of new here as a good here. hashtag as well. Right. Hashtags are really big on this network, and for those of you who are thinking, what the heck is a hashtag? It's number or pound, and then your words. And for screen reader accessibility, I capitalize the first letter of each of my words. Right. There are no spaces. No spaces. So what I used to do on Twitter, for instance, I would do a hashtag like daily gratitude or, you know, grateful person or I don't know, you know, some of these different things. And so let's say I did daily gratitude. It would be hashtag or number pound, no space, G, capital G for say gratitude. And then capital whatever for your next word, no space. That's how hashtags work. And you can also, I think, search for people via hashtags as well. So let's say you're a gardener. You could put in the hashtag gardening. And see what comes up. And see what comes up. So you could find other people interested in hashtags that you put in the search. So there are various ways to do this. What you'll be able to do is download the TW Blue documentation for free. We're going to make that free for you. Anyone who has, this takes us off the subject a little bit, but any of you who have the iWalk Power bank, 
and you want documentation for it, we're going to give you that for free because we can't offer you the iWalk anymore. It's no longer being manufactured as far as we know. So we don't have any more of those to sell. But anyone who has one, say you got it from another source or you never got the documentation that we offered with it, we'll have that available on free downloads as well coming up very soon. I know it seems like we're picking on Lisa lately. So if any of you kind of have that in your head, like, gosh, all the Lisa stuff's disappearing. I know it looks that way. <laughs> that is not <laughs> that is not the intention at all. No, it's, it's just not. happened that way. Because you can still get use out of those tutorials. Most definitely. Most definitely. So let's go back a second and talk about a couple other things regarding this. The other thing you can do in addition to checking out the free TW Blue, if you want another network but you're thinking, I'm not sure I'm feeling Mastodon, don't forget we do have Facebook documentation available. I worked really hard on it, and there is a lot that we had to do to mask out my personal information because I use my personal Facebook. If you're kind of wondering what a Mastodon documentation would sound like, it would sound a lot like our current Facebook documentation (laughs) with lots and lots of sensor beeps. If you're interested in perhaps learning Facebook instead of learning Mastodon, that is available for you. I tried to keep it as evergreen as possible by giving you a really solid overview while still knowing that Facebook could change overnight, and sometimes does. So I taught you how to use some of the cleaner interfaces available to you, and we worked on it via the web primarily. But there are other ways. There are apps. They're very usable, and we do go through them, and we do talk about them for iOS, Fire OS, and Android. So that's available, and you can check that out. That's several hours in duration if you would prefer to learn something like Facebook. Let's talk a second about what I was alluding to earlier about a couple things that I would like to do in future. When we had Chris's birthday sale, I got to talk to what felt like a million of you (laughs) via phone. (laughs) It wasn't, but it felt that way, and it was great to catch up with many of you. And you guys gave me some really good ideas. So I want to tell you two projects that I'm considering for later this year. Nothing will be till probably after March or maybe early April before I'm able to begin any of it. So just know that in advance. But there are two things that I've been hearing a lot about that I thought might be of interest to you guys. One is a shopping documentation. So all about shopping online. I've gotten this from a lot of you. So what I would do under those circumstances is talk specifically about things like Amazon, which is a big one for a lot of people. Maybe something like Instacart. You know, visit the online version of Instacart or the online version of Shipped. A couple places where you would have delivery sent to you. We could talk about the Whole Foods portion of Amazon as well and just discuss that a little bit. But Amazon as a whole, you know, kind of discuss how to shop there. We could discuss finding places to shop. So depending on what you're looking for, I could give you some ideas on how to get there, how to search your favorite search engine to find places to shop that would be of interest to you. We'll talk about what you do when you find things that aren't accessible. We can talk about some other specific sites. We could go to a couple of more blindness-related sites, for instance, and show you those in terms of how to shop. Like, we could go to Mystic Access, (laughs) give you some ideas. Or, you know, we could visit some of the TV shopping sites, HSN, QVC, things like that, and talk about how to shop with those. There's a lot of ways we could work a program like this, but I actually got a lot of feedback from multiple people who said, could you please consider doing this? So it would be a little bit different than the Stress Less Browse Happy documentation that I did several years ago now that was all about 
headings and links and essentially learning how to navigate. This would take that several steps further and show you multiple sites and how you could navigate those specific sites. So that's something I'm considering. So if that would be of interest to you, certainly let me know. And yes, we could certainly traverse a few apps as well, because I know some of you, that would be important to you. But I specifically want to focus on those of you who perhaps aren't smartphone users and would like to navigate and do some of this stuff via your computer. This would be PC-based, because as you know, we aren't Mac people really at this point in the game. But this would be something that we would love to offer if there's enough interest and something that we'd like to share with you guys. The other thing that I've talked to a few of you about and that I'm kind of considering doing in full, you guys can let me know about your interest level, is more of a deeper dive into YouTube TV. And the reason this one is the one that I'm considering doing is because it has audio description. Let's talk a little about that. What do you think about the audio description implementation in YouTube TV? The only thing I don't like is you can't just leave it on. I agree with you 100% there. <laughs> So when you go to a TV station and you think that it has audio descriptions, you can find a specific spot on the screen and flick up and down and you can switch between your primary audio and your secondary audio. And your audio description is or can be on that secondary audio track. Exactly. And a lot of it is TTS now. Now, I know there are widely varying opinions on your audio description with TTS. Some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it and will not listen to it. Some of us are like, eh, okay, it's TTS, whatever. That's going to depend on you. You might not like all of it. But much of it that you find is not TTS. It's an actual human being giving you information. And Chris was very surprised when I showed him how many of the older shows, and we're going to make ourselves old now, by telling you about some of the older shows that have audio descriptions. So think about The Golden Girls. Right. Audio described. Friends. Audio, audio described. described. There are a lot of them. Those are two that pop into my head immediately because they're two that I watched. <laughs> I watched when they were showing and I watch now. It's kind of amazing how much is out there that we lose access to because we don't even know it's there. And that's kind of been the fun part for me over the last year or so of on and off subscriptions to YouTube TV is discovering what's available. The nice thing about these over-the-top internet TV services is you're not tied into a contract. You're not even tied into a specific location. You can turn them on or off at will. So, for example, if in the summertime you like what Hulu Live offers, you can do that for a couple months, and then you can switch to YouTube TV in the wintertime. You know, you're not locked into a specific thing. You also have your DVR built directly into your plan. So you can DVR from anywhere, really. And you have to be careful with that, though, because if you leave your house for more than 30 days, I think you would have to log in at your house in order to get access to your local networks again. Yeah, and I think some of those networks, it doesn't even let you access, does it? I don't Didn't we try so. that in California? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we did that over a VPN, so I can understand why it didn't. I think we tried Hulu Live or something from California, and it, it didn't want to go there because we were on a hotel wireless network on a VPN. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these are all kind of factors that come into play. But because YouTube TV does have the audio description. Now, I tried it on TLC the other night. Maybe somebody can tell me this. With a show that it was coming out that claimed to have audio description when I was looking at the guide on NFB Newsline. 
no audio description. <laughs> I put it on the secondary track, nothing. I was like, okay, what's up with that? My understanding is that a lot of the newer episodes of TLC shows have audio description. I haven't seen it yet. Anybody want to tell me if I'm losing my mind or what I'm missing? So if any of you know, if any of you are YouTube TV TLC watchers and have gotten this to work, please let me know. Because I'd love to know if it's just a fluke or perhaps certain episodes of certain shows. I mean, I know that's the case. But like, let's say newer ones. Let's say the current season or something. So if anyone knows, let me know. But that is a tricky thing that you might actually come across is seeing one that's supposed to be audio described and then, oh, no audio description. Weird. So that's something else to note. In many instances, if you're watching a network that's built around kids, kid shows, like look at your PBS Kids Network, for instance. Almost everything has audio description, which is very cool. For those of us who grew up watching some of these old shows like Sesame Street, they're audio described now, which is kind of wild, actually. So it's just something I'm considering. Again, if there's interest, if some of you would like to know more about that as an option, I'm perfectly willing and would be happy to take a deeper dive into that and release something in the second quarter of 2023 for you guys because I think it would be neat and we know it already has the audio description, which is the advantage over it versus the other over-the-top services currently in terms of those that show live programming. So thank you guys so much. We've discussed a few little things today and this isn't a terribly long podcast but we want to give you some important information for those of you celebrating happy valentine's day coming up and we will talk to you very soon february is flying by but we will talk to you in two weeks bye Bye. the preceding podcast is a presentation of mystic access where the magic is in learning If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-543. 3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, mysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.